Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sher for Zachary. I stumbled over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've ever stumbled over it. <laughs> it's, we're, it's a whole new system we're trying it out is, here. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's a whole new world right now. A whole now. new world. <laughs> we are your host. <laughs> yeah. I'm Stacey. <laughs> you said that. I'm still Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho. Anywho. Do we have business today? Um, this is going to be our first episode that we are going to put up on YouTube. So yes. we are going to start a Mimesis YouTube channel. We so are. If you've listened to our voices and you want to see our faces when we stumble our way through here, now you can do that. Stumbling. That's what I do best. <laughs> <laughs> that's my specialty. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. So, and now people will be able to see the Nemo door that's behind me. <laughs> the Nemo door. I actually have a painted wall. It looks nice. It I looks love it very so much. Nice. Yeah, I, I also to need it. to say, oh yeah, How, do you have another coat of paint to do? No, the painting's all done. I just have to paint the trim and rip out flooring. Okay, okay. Yeah. It'll be done before you know it. Soon. Yeah. Do you know what I need real, real bad? What do you need? Soundproofing equipment. Yes, you do. Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> I was telling you before we started recording that my next door neighbor's house is the hot spot for kids under the age of 10 in my neighborhood. So I would say right now there's probably more than a dozen kids under the age of 10 <laughs> playing outside. Yeah. So if during this you hear random screams at any point, <laughs> nobody's being murdered. It's probably just a very vigorous game of tag that's going on over there. So, yeah, that's usually my yard in the summer. Yeah, because there's the three houses here. So sometimes it's the middle house, but mostly it's like our yard. Yeah, because yours yeah. is right there. Yeah, right well, there. It's, it's my neighbors. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not my kids. I My <laughs> kids are teenagers and they're on their phones somewhere. But yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anywho. So what's going on in your life? Um, My kid's sick. Oh, yeah. He's got an ear infection. He's got an ear infection. Almost How, a second one. He's doing actually pretty good. He asked to go back to school today and he went. Well, he also asked to go to Aruba today. So <laughs> he did. I mean, I'm okay with that one too. <laughs> I mean, What's I don't the know doctor what saying about him going to school. She said that was fine. Okay. Yeah. The fever was because of the ear infection. So he okay. already had three doses of antibiotics before he went back to school. Okay. And he did just fine. Today was their dress like a teacher day. Oh, cute. So he was like, I don't want to miss it. He put on a sweater and a bow tie. And oh. I popped out a couple of um, lenses off of my glasses. <laughs> That's adorable. And he's like, I'm not wearing those. Some teachers don't wear glasses. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but it was cute. But it was adorable. <laughs> How cute. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Uh, my kids messed school yesterday, but for a totally different reason. Um, apparently at their high school, there is like a 
school chat board that like everybody in the school is on. Yeah. And somebody under some sort of an anonymous account um, wrote in a threat to shoot up the school and to start a fire, burn the place down. And the, the school was like, well, we haven't figured out who's behind it, but we've increased law enforcement. So, you know, we think we've taken all the needed precautions. And as they were sending that, I noticed in the news that there was another school shooting just the mm-hmm. other day. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to take the risk. So nope. it's I not worth the risk. Girls, no, I kept the girls home and they did their schoolwork from the kitchen table. And yep. Yeah. And so, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. We no, will go I've, ahead and take the added precautions. I've kept my kids home a couple of days this year so far because of that too. Yep. Yep. If there's any kind of threat, then we're just, we're not going to take the risk. And no. the last time there was a situation like this and the girls did go because the school assured us that everything was okay. Some of the students, these high school students thought it'd be really funny to bring balloons to school, blow them up and pop them out in the yeah. courtyard, scaring the hell out of all these other kids. Yeah, that's so, not Okay. No. And I've got my youngest, who's a freshman, is texting me and she's she knew what was happening, but she's like, Mom, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's that's not funny. So, you know, yeah. her anxiety was through the roof. So I was like, you know what? Because these kids aren't taking it seriously. No, we're just gonna we're gonna leave them home. Yep. Yeah. So. And that's okay. Yep. Yeah. That's parenting. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. I'd rather be safe than sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, one day, miss a day. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We're just coming back from spring break. So, you know, they're just now trying to get back in the. the yeah, my kids are on spring break things. next week. So, yeah. yeah. They're not missing anything, right? right no. Now, now nope. if they would have missed the week before, that was finals. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. But um, in other news, I just released my latest book. Yes, you did. Fate Worse Than Death. And it was so good. Thank you. And, and Amazon, I... sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, Amazon finally accepted one of my reviews. I saw it. Thank you. It was a very <laughs> kind review. Um, but I want to say a special thank you to all of my readers because I have a lot of people that are reviewing it. It's only been up for like a week and it's got like 46 reviews already. Um, So thank you to everybody for supporting my necromancer and her little undead pig in fate worse than death and for showing it some love with those reviews. I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Amazon put me in like jail. I couldn't review anything. So finally, they allow my reviews to go through. When you guys order stuff off of Amazon, do you order it off of your account or Scott's account? Um, I have, I don't want to say too much, but I have a different account now. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Just because if you don't purchase stuff from your account, um, they don't let you review things. Right. You have right. to you have to purchase at least $50 worth of stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the time period is, but they won't let you review unless you do. It's just $50. Okay. Yeah. 
we don't have a problem with that over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Amazon would be like, what do you want to review, Stace? Yeah. <laughs> They're calling yeah. me by name. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. So what is your... I can't... We are going to be talking about um, the cartoon Anastasia versus the actual story of the Romanov family Yes, and the bunny ears, bunny ears, lost princess. And see, I'm, we're actually doing a YouTube video now, so I could have done bunny ears, <laughs> bunny ears, but I didn't. I just said it. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been recording a podcast for over a year and you think people can't see you. Yes, but we're still going to put it on the thing. So we do yes. need to say it. We so still need to say bunny ears, bunny well. ears. <laughs> but do the hand motion. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to be talking about Anastasia. Anastasia. I always thought that this was a Disney movie. Uh, it is now. Disney. It is now. It. Yeah. <laughs> Disney it has wasn't. purchased it. It wasn't before right my kids were scared to death of this movie when they were younger really oh uh rasputin scared the hell out of him i can see that he's creepy yeah he's Emma loved this movie and yeah. i was happy with that because i loved the movie all oh, the music in it once upon a december is just such a beautiful song yeah and we watched it again um, was it last night? I think as I was like getting my notes together, because I yeah. wanted to, as I'm getting the, the, the history, I wanted to look at again, what's in the movie so I could kind of compare them. And oh my God, the, the, the uh, animation in that is just yeah. astounding. It's so pretty. Yeah. She has probably one of the best wardrobes. Of I was going to say the, dr <laughs> the dresses that she wears are stunning. Yeah. Yes. And, and Dimitri's love story. Yeah. Dimitri's so <laughs> cute. He's got yeah. the 90s boy haircut yes. parted in the middle. <laughs> he almost looks like Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. When did this come out? 1997. When did Titanic come out? It came out in 1998. So. Oh, I thought it was 97. Okay. Uh, Titanic came out in 98. Oh, okay. So I think it was just that they both happened to have <laughs> 90s boy hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So yes, we're going to, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, bar talk was probably my favorite part <laughs> of the movie. Yes, voiced, I loved him. Voiced by Hank Azera. Is that how you say his last name? Azera? I think so. Yeah. He was, he was the scientist guy on Friends amongst other wonderful roles that he's played but his quotes I, I even have to this day i have a little bar talk that came in a happy meal that is holding rasputin's eyeball and you pull it out and he like hops to get the eyeball it's so cute i love it i'll have to i'll have to post a picture of it when we're uh posting this one live yeah but yeah that's what we're gonna talk about so let's get into it you ready I'm ready. Okay. So in the movie, Rasputin curses the Romanovs, except for Anastasia manages to escape through the, the hole in the wall, thanks to Dimitri. Yeah. 
years later, she remembers who she is. There's a whole big thing about breaking the curse. And she re reunites with her beloved grandmother. They're finally together in Paris. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful story. It's got a beautiful little happy ending. Box. Yes, their little music box. And the, yeah. the, the smelling the peppermint reminded mm -hmm. her of her grandma. Sadly, that's not how any of this went down. No. Not even a little bit. Uh, to start this tale, we're going to travel back to 1917 Russia. At this point, the Romanov family had been the most powerful family, both politically and economically, for more than 300 years. Mm -hmm. They acquired power in 1613 and held it until March 1917. At the end of their dynasty, Tsar Nicholas II ruled over Russia. He and his wife, Alexandra, had five children. That's Honestly, I, yeah, I was kind of surprised by their ages at the end because I think the movie shows them as being younger at the time that the, the, the fall of the Romanovs than what they really were. Yeah. Um, Olga was 22. Tatiana was 21. Maria was 19. Anastasia was 17. In the movie, it shows her as a very young, yeah. young girl. She was 17. And Alexei Alexi, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Alex with an E-I on the end. Alexi. Yeah. Uh, he was 13. Uh, Alex, the youngest, was hemophiliac, which meant any kind of cut or bruise could seriously endanger his life. Right. So you know me when I learn stuff like this, I become a nerd about it. So when we were watching Anastasia last night, there's a scene in Anastasia's dream where Alex, her brother... Um, jumps off like a, a cliff into a pond below. Yeah. And I was like, he was a hemophiliac. He could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. And my, Madeline, my youngest, was like, Mom, it's a dream sequence. <laughs> my <laughs> oldest was like, and it's an animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, it's a cartoon. Most importantly. Okay. So again, he was a hemo hemo hemophiliac. <laughs> Don't get hard word to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, being a woman of strict Orthodox faith, Alexandria, the mother, turned to the church in search of a healer. They connected her with none other than Grigory Rasputin, who was believed to have mystic healing abilities. Mystic healing yeah. abilities. Let's talk about him a little bit, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> that little video you sent me the other night. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ra Ra Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've heard that song so many times before, and I never really listened to the words of it. No. I always thought that it was just like a funny song about him being a ladies' man. And then after researching this, I listened to it. I was like, no, it spells out exactly what happened. Like, yeah. that's exactly how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> Siberian-born Rasputin was born a peasant who was known to be more than a little bit of a con artist. He knew how to get by using his wits. Somewhere along the way, it is said that he found religion. Maybe he Not did. Not the right one. <laughs> that's, that's between him and the higher power. Maybe it was just another con. Yeah. I have my opinion on what I think it was. I'm going to let other people form their opinion. But once a con, man, just saying. Um, yeah. He was said to be a healer and have the ability to predict the future. <laughs> 
which if you could predict the future, you might have seen what was coming for him and not accepted certain <laughs> invitations. But we'll get right. to that in a little bit. Right. Again, that kind of feeds into my con artist theory thing that he said he could predict the future too. Well, in 1908, Tsar Nicholas and Tsarina Alexandra contacted him to help their son Alex with his affliction. Uh, whatever he did for Alex, and I could not find exactly what he did. I'm not sure anybody actually knows what he did. It actually seemed to help. It, you know, repeated treatments of whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah. And maybe it was a placebo that just made Alex feel like he was better. I don't know. Right. But it seemed to work. Because of this, he won favor with Nicholas and Alexandra. And they decided to keep him around to help treat their son. Uh, our boy Rasputin celebrated the security of this new position by repeatedly and often getting publicly shit-faced, <laughs> like on the daily, and nailing any chick he possibly could. Like, yeah, he was spreading the love all over the place. And spreading other things. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> there was probably a burning sensation. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> <laughs> but there was one person in particular that he set his sights on. And in the words of Captain Jack Sparrow, he decided to woo said strumpet. <laughs> Who was it he was after? None other. The wife of the czar, mm -hmm. Alexandra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Well, rah-rah Rasputin must have had some serious swagger. Because he and Alexandra did knock the boots. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yes. Um, and they weren't subtle about it either. When Nic Nicholas left to lead his troops during World War One, which he's he's leading his troops in war. Right. And Alexandria moved Rasputin right into their bedroom. Oh no. Her. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they could canoodle until their hearts were content. Moved them right in. The way Rasputin weaseled his way into the Romanov family infuriated nobles, the church, peasants that, you know, they ruled over. Literally yeah. everybody was pissed by this. Yeah. And their rage grew when he basically began ruling the country through Alexandria. Right. Like, she would have to make decisions in her husband's absence, and she would consult with him before she did anything. So he was making decisions for the country. Right. And that, that and he that, had no say. No, none at all. Not only was he making, you know, these, these decisions, but he was making decisions that went completely against, like, the Romanov agenda. This was during World War One, and he was plotting to make peace with Germany during that time. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, no. So people were already beginning to feel like the, there was some co corruption in the Romanov dynasty. Yeah. And this really fed into it big time. Around this time a group of nobles came up with a plot of their own. The enraged horde was led by Prince Felix hmm, <laughs> Yusupov. 
Yusupov. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, He was the husband of the Tsar's niece. Okay. Along with him, Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich. Pavlovich. That sounds right. uh, Who was was Nicholas's first cousin was also leading this. This. So that's where they got the Dimitri name from. Yes. <laughs> um, on December 29th, 1916, mere months before the fall of the Roman Empire. So in the movie, they show that uh, Rasputin was really part yes. of the fall of the Roman Empire, a Romanov Empire. Uh, his death kind of preceded it. It did feed into the the corruption claims against them so absolutely it did have something to do with it but he wasn't part of bringing the romanovs down like as plotting against them it was his involvement with them that brought them down yeah or maybe was like the final nail in their coffin if you want to look at it that way yeah so anyways december 29th 1916 the two men felix and dimitri lured rasputin to use Yusupov Palace basically invited him for dinner. Right. They fed him a fine meal with delicious wine, all which was laced with cyanide. (laughs) (laughs) There was something added into that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, To their surprise, he didn't react to the poison. He knew he took an antidote. He did something. I don't know. When he didn't die because of the poison, they shot him at close range. (laughs) And left him I mean, for dead. If one thing doesn't work, you got to do yeah. the other. <laughs> they left him for dead, or so they thought. Rasputin came to and tried to escape the palace grounds. So this is why people started thinking that he was like involved in some sort of like dark magic because Doom well, yeah. wouldn't die. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably where they got the also in the animated film of how he was still alive after his death. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, even after he died, there were people who claimed that they saw him around Russia. Right. You know, and obviously nobody can say what was to these claims, but there were people that claimed they saw him. So kind of feeds into the rumors. Anyway, so he's he's trying to escape palace grounds. He's been he's been poisoned. He'd been shot. He's (laughs) trying to escape. Yeah. Uh, His would be assassin saw uh, saw him trying to make his escape. They chased him down. Shot him again. Because <laughs> the first time didn't work. Beat the hell out of him. <laughs> this time he died, right? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> yeah. Somehow, after all of that, Rasputin was still alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> again, that's why people are like, ah, dark magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, how? Like, literally, how? I don't know. I don't know if these guys were just so bad at what they were doing <laughs> or, you know, were you not shooting at vital areas? Were you trying to be, like, gentlemanly about it? Like, what are you doing? Right. Are you just shooting him in the stomach? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you're kneecapping him, it's not going to kill him. Right. Maybe learn a little bit you of got, anatomy you before you shoot hit the- an artery. <laughs> or the head. Aim for the head. <laughs> Please don't shoot anybody for real. Don't shoot anybody. But, you know, horror movies, if it's the bad guy, you right. shoot the head. Take a cue from Nev Campbell in the Scream movies. Right. They always come back. They always come back. So now he's been he's been shot. He's been beaten. He's been poisoned. He's been shot again. Uh, frustrated. 
that they still had failed to actually kill him. They tied him up and threw him in the freezing waters of Russia in December. So that's really cold water. Now, if you remember in the movie, Rasputin fell through the ice. And that's actually how he ended up, quote unquote, dead, but not dead. Several days later, his body was discovered. And the two men who conspired against him were actually exiled for their involvement in his death. By the Romanovs? Yes. Okay. That was her boo. She was pissed, man. She was like, you killed my, you you killed my lover. (laughs) No. Yeah. Nicholas is going to be home soon, honey. (laughs) Okay. So Rasputin's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Finally. Uh, we're, let's go back to the Romanovs themselves and the kind of rulers that they were before we get to their fall. Nicholas is remembered as vain and selfish with desires to basically help the rich get rich and to help with the poor. Right. So, you know, like other things, <laughs> like a lot of political figures today. Right. <sighs> Add to that Alexandria's religious the fact that she was just so fanatical about her religion. Yeah. And the fact that she was busy diddling their holy man. And she didn't have really the well-being of the Russian people top of mind. No, she just <laughs> she, she wanted to be on her... top of something else. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played. It's easy to look at their failures as rulers and hold them responsible for that. Right. But remember, there's there's five innocent kids right. who are about to be caught in the crossfire, too. Uh, since this episode is about Anastasia in particular, let's focus on her for a little minute. She's a bright and vibrant young woman, much like they showed in the, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that her birth was met with a fair amount of disappointment by her mother and father because she was another girl. Because they had all girls and then one boy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Olga was the fiery oldest. Tatiana was a little bit more shy. But Anastasia and Maria were the middle kids. And they had kind of matching spirited temperaments that earned them the nickname, the little pair. Aw. Yeah. Uh, Like in the movie, Anastasia was known to be a little bit of a mischievous thrill, thrill seeker. And even while her family was held in captivity, which we'll get to in a minute, We know that she made the most of things by this excerpt from a letter she wrote that reads as follows. We played on the swing. That was when I roared with laughter. The fall was so wonderful indeed. I told the sisters about it so many times yesterday that they got quite fed up, but I could go on telling it masses of times. What weather we've had. One could simply shout with joy. And that's while they're imprisoned. Yeah. That's adorable. This, That's you know, looking at the bright side of things, trying not, to keep up your optimism. This was a silver lining kind of gal. Like, yeah. She's she's going to have fun. Yes, this the is glass isn't half empty. It's half full. Yeah. She's yeah. out there enjoying the weather. She found a swing. She's just going to make the most of it. Unfortunately, like all the Romanov kids, she would mm-hmm. be made to suffer for the sins of her parents and ancestors. The death of Rasputin Rasputin did nothing to appease the pissed off masses. No. The Russian people, and they they show this a little bit at the beginning of the movie, they were destitute and starving during this time. Yeah. And the Romanovs were completely 
disconnected to this with their own extreme wealth. So these people are starving in the streets and freezing, and they're having these grand balls and banquets. It's just yeah. they were so disconnected from what was happening. Uh, it was during the February and October revolutions when the spread of communism began, thanks to the rise of the, oh, God, I'm going to massacre this, Bolshevik Party. That Bolshevik. sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> Again, I apologize <laughs> if I'm saying it wrong. I'm doing my best. It was at that time that the Romanovs were taken hostage. In March of 1917, the entire family was forced to relocate to Alexander Palace. Some say they were exiled there. Others say they were imprisoned. Either way, they were forced from their home and stripped of their power. Right. Bolshevik forces weren't done with the Romanovs either. On July 16th, 1918, their soldiers raided Alexander Palace, forcing the Romanovs from their beds and gathering them in the palace cellar. They were shot at point blank range and stabbed to ensure that they were dead. <laughs> Maybe they learned something from Rasputin. They were they like, learned. no, no. <laughs> and this next part is kind of rough. So if anybody, I'm going to give you a minute. If you want to skip ahead a few seconds, you know, you want to yeah. step away, by all means, do it because things are about to get a little graphic. After the entire family was dead, they were stripped, stabbed, mutilated, and possibly even violated. So basically the soldiers that were there just they were defiling care. their bodies in any yeah. way they wanted to. They were making a joke out of it, which is right. horrendous. Their bodies were then taken to the forest of of Yekaterinburg, Yekaterinburg, I am not <laughs> Russian, I'm sorry, Yekaterinburg, and they were buried in two mass graves. Yeah. Rumors began that Anastasia might be alive, but that was because the graves hadn't been found. Right. So, you know, there were people that were, they, and this rumor went on for, for a long time, a long, long time. There were rumors that the Princess Anastasia might still be alive. It was in the late 1980s that the graves were located, and it was confirmed that all the Romanovs died that night. Right. They were all there. Um, they were given a proper burial. And were canonized by the Russian Orthodox Church in the year 2000. And that that's what actually ha happened to Princess Anastasia. She didn't have a happy end. <laughs> yes. Um, one last thing. And I, I kind of found this funny. And I know none of, the, the, none of this that happened to their family was funny. But this is going back to the movie. Um, there's a thing that... Rasputin and Anastasia say to each other, and they say it in kind of a menacing way where they say, Das Vignana, Das, yeah. das, das Vignana. Vignana, yes, like that, whatever you just said, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, I thought it meant something kind of ominous, you know, like, see you in hell, Klaus, or something like that. Yeah, know? that's that's not what it means. Uh, it's well, basically, it mean? it's basically a way to say goodbye in Russia. It basically, or in Russian, it basically means until we meet again. <laughs> so it's it, it's it makes me think of um oh my gosh what is that that meme tell the people you love that you love them often and shout it in russian every now and then because life is terrifying like, <laughs> <laughs> just something that about, meme. <laughs> something about the russian language it it's a very forceful language and it sounds terrifying even when it's yes. then germany too like yes yeah german actually it might be german that yeah. I don't know. But they're both like, like, I think 
do host means like I love you or something. And there's like a whole song and they're like, scream it. Do, do host. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this didn't take as long as I thought it was going to. This is kind of a short episode, but that's the story. That's the real Anastasia for you. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I knew it wasn't the real story of, sorry, there's something in my eye. That's okay. The real story of, like, the animated version. There was more. An ugly truth. And I really hate that they took it out on the kids. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to do that. No. And I understand you wanted wanted the Romanoffs gone so that, like, none of the kids could take power. But you don't know how they think. Everybody has their own opinions. And we're not our parents. Yeah. I mean, you and I, I I can definitely say that. Definitely not your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tolerate you. Oh. <laughs> uh, for those watching us on YouTube for the first time, you need to backtrack some of our previous episodes. And A little. Our, we put the fun and dysfunctional. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, our family does. <laughs> it does. It does. But we love our family. We do. The, the, one, some of <laughs> the, them. Ones, the ones we like. <laughs> The ones we're in contact with. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyhow. Anyhow. So that's all I have for this episode. It was interesting. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. It's it, This kind of reminded me, watching the movie while I was doing the research, it kind of reminded me of, uh, and I just, I referenced this when I recorded with Rue Valley for uh, Bitaboo. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Jennifer's body because you watch a movie that's like, kind of fun yeah and then you're reading the real history at the same time and you're you're like like, oh no (laughs) this isn't cute this isn't fun right yikes yeah Yeah. so yeah we'll post links to the rah rah rasputin (laughs) we have to (laughs) we have to we have to now that you've listened to all of this you need to listen to the song and realize that it's actually it's not actually just a bop it's right (laughs) really telling his history (laughs) it is (laughs) so what's next what are we going to do next uh the next episode for me is going to be the lost girls oh that's right i'm not the lost girls just lost girls okay there is a couple movies that will pull up if you put in the I lost think there was a tv show too called the lost girls i think so yeah yeah but this just came out in 2020 so. okay and it's a full-length film and it was really good really like yeah, really good it. i gotta watch it okay yeah well i have my next one that i'm gonna do too okay and i have to i'm sorry <laughs> it's based on it's based on real life and i gotta do it i gotta oh, what is it we're gonna do cocaine bear was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch cocaine bear, cocaine bear, and we're gonna. Yeah, we touched on we brought up that one before, and I I think me. it'll probably end up being a mini episode because uh, I know what happened to the bear, and it's not gonna end well. But yeah. we're still gonna we're gonna compare it to the movie, and I just want to talk about the movie because I'm excited to watch it because I've heard that it's just absurdly wonderful, and I can't wait to see it. I want to watch it. Yeah. Okay, so we have homework. We have homework. Did you see Elizabeth Banks on the Academy Awards? No, I didn't watch any of them. I I didn't watch it either, but I saw the clip. And she had, I think it was some of the, like the 
computer graphics category or something that she was doing. And she was talking about what cocaine bear would have looked like if they didn't use computer graphics. And it was just a guy in a bear suit that came out with her. And it was freaking hysterical. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. I also heard that, you know, she's the director of the movie. Okay. And when she agreed to take the job, the script was called Cocaine Bear. And they they called it just the working title. And she, one of the stipulations for taking the job was she was like, you're not allowed to change that title. You have to keep it Cocaine Bear because that's just incredible. It's so dumb. I love it. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to go and look up that. Yep. You've got homework and I've got homework. I've got to watch Lost Girls. Yes. And there we go. There we go. All right. I can't hit stop this time. You're in control. I have to do it. (laughs) All right. So you got to head it off this time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.